0: what is good everyone good afternoon and welcome to another episode of injured reserve podcast with your host me myself and i mitchell anderson uh man i know i've been a little delayed on the previous episodes you know about two weeks behind, so for that, I apologize, but first things first, let's just jump right into it. A lot has happened, a lot of convolution, a lot of transactions over the past two weeks, a lot of drama, especially up there in LA, uh, you know, <laughs> go from a hurricane, uh, litter- or not hurricane, excuse me, a earthquake, literally and figuratively speaking, uh, hitting Cali. And the claw, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi, uh, I should probably say, because the man uh, is a stealthy assassin. Assassin. Uh, he's the silent one. It's always the quiet ones who are gonna throw a curveball at you. Nonetheless, uh, shocking the NBA world when reports, you know, when it came to so to supposedly dwindling down between the Toronto Raptors. And the Los Angeles Lakers being a 50-50. And then when it, just around 2 a.m. Upon the early morning of the last day of free agency. Kawhi Leonard's like, I'm going to L.A. But I'm signing with the Clippers. All while at the same time. Having these meetings with the Los Angeles Lakers representatives he's low key in the same room with Paul George and saying hey we're going to LA but this ain't the spot this is the place that you want to be the Lakers organization great franchise cool it's got a great history great foundation a lot of legends you know that built what it is today but Right now, the Lakers This ain't it The Lakers of the 80's and 90's Early 2000's You know The Magic Johnson, the Shaq, the Kobe era the, That Lakers This ain't it How so? What do you mean? They got LeBron James That's all that matters, right? Not, not, not so much As I said before LeBron James, hey, I know a lot of fans, hardcore I, hardcore LeBron James fans, and I know a, a lot of them. I'm a fan, but I'm a realist fan. Hardcore LeBron James fans, they're about as, how can I say this? They will defend that man's honor, his crown, to their dying day. It's just like every Cowboy fan. Very, very just hardcore dedicated no matter what. Their team can do no wrong. There's always going to be an excuse after that L after a Sunday. It's just like LeBron James. They're getting an idea and an imagination ready for the upcoming season. It's in the Lakers fall short. They're coming up with a plan right now to install everyone's, you know, uh, criticism. They're going to have that rebuttal ready. They're going to have in the chamber locked and loaded as to why LeBron James fell short. Oh, he doesn't have enough help. Per usual, that's the usual excuse. So Kawhi Leonard being the silent assassin and being like, Paul, hey, We're going. We're gonna sign with the Clippers. I know you're in OKC right now. Don't worry about that. We'll get. We'll get you to LA. So, with that being said, Kawhi and Paul George to the Clippers, and one of the primary reasons is one the Clippers organization. They're not toxic. They play as a team. They're well rounded. They're, they're, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there was no controversy in the locker room. You know what I mean? And, um, <laughs> they're, you know, Lou Williams being multiple six man of the year awards, uh, averaging 20 a game. Uh, you know, then you got Avery Bradley, solid supporting cast, <clears throat> Tobias Harris. They got shooters. So they're well stacked. They're well-rounded. They got the cast to go you know, and uh, get a ship for the first time in franchise history for the Clippers. As for the Lakers, well... Oh, it's gonna to be tough. Yeah, they picked they did a you know nice little bounce back sign, Danny Green, but way too much money. Thirty mil, that's way too much money for him. He's not worth that much. And um, you know, <laughs> so now it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's 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 it. That's that's all you know so Tyson Chandler, cool. He's old, he'll be 37. Javel McGee, he's getting up there. They do still have Kyle Kuzma. I will give him that. But, you know, in the process of trying to get AD, yet they had to lose. Uh one of their top five shooters on the roster and in Brandon Ingram. So that's a solid, that's a, they took a hit there. Uh, other than that, I mean they didn't really lose anyone else, but the Lakers, I mean, they don't they don't have any shooters yet again. You're looking at the same the same Lakers roster of this past season but with Anthony Davis. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing. I mean, they, at best they'll, they'll go. They'll they'll nab a seventh seed for the playoffs. At best, a sixth seed. That's it. The problem is they'll kind of struggle a little bit. Anthony Davis has never played a full season. On average, during his career, during his six-seven year career, he misses 15 games. And when you're playing in the Western Conference, you can't miss that many games. That's a lot of games. (coughs) So, for those 15, possibly 20 games, LeBron James get play-old 82? That's not going to happen. He can't do that. He can try if he wants to. But, (laughs) it's going to be overload, and then come playoff time, he's going to be out of gas. So... It's just the Western Conference is built different. That's just how it is. The Western Conference, was you know, is like the '90s era of the Eastern Conference. So, either way, I mean, the Laker Nation, hey, they need to do something better than Danny Green. They pay, they way overpaid for Danny Green. I would look for possible trade requests if they want to have any shot trying to get a title, if they expect a title this year. So, with that being said, the Clippers, they're solid, well-rounded. You know, and the thing is, is that (laughs) they just need that one superstar, and they finally nabbed him in Kawhi Leonard. Clippers always put up a solid fight. They did this past season, so it's uh, you know, if I was a Clippers fan, hey, I'd be I pretty pretty hyped. Good for them, because the new era is about to begin in L.A. It ain't. It's not the Lakers this time, so. (sighs) Tobias Harris. And, uh, Lou Williams. Patrick Beverly <clears throat> and uh, Montrez Harrell. Uh, it's a solid lineup. But they always needed that one guy, that one superstar, just to get them over the top come playoff time. And time has finally come. So, I mean, and even then, they, you know. Even with not like a legit superstar, Clippers still put up a solid fight against Golden State. 48-34. and 34, And they finished 8th in the Western Conference. 8th <laughs> in the Western Conference with 48 wins. So, the Lakers... <laughs> man. it's They're going to have to grind it out all season. AD, LeBron... Get the hyperbolic time chamber ready. Get your trainers on standby. Because, man, you must be willing to play every single game. If you even want to have a shot. If they, they want, one, they're not going to play entire season. Two, like I said, seventh seed, sixth seed, maybe at best. But, <laughs> and there's not no ooh and ah about for the Lakers. It's vice versa for the Clippers. (coughs) Clippers threw a curveball right next to the Brooklyn Nets. The Knicks, they shit the bed, but that's nothing new. James Dolan just showed the entire nation of how trash he is as an owner. (coughs) And the infamous, you know, Nick fans and Spike Lee and Stephen A. Smith. If I were them, I would not, you know, be mad at them if they said, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> Throw this team in the garbage. I'm, going, I'm taking my time and energy and effort to another organization that actually puts in the work of trying to improve their franchise. And want wanting to win the title. <laughs> if there was any fan <laughs> if there's any fans that had the right to leave their franchise, it'd be the Knicks, the Detroit Lions, and the Cleveland Browns. Even then Cleveland, you know, they did some moves this year, but still it's the Cleveland Browns, so everyone needs to chill out. <laughs> But James Dolan, I, I, I don't know how they messed this up so bad. You have all this talent, all this money, all this cap space. You got rid of Kristaps Porzingis, freed up that big contract, and you don't get Kyrie, or Kemba, or KD, or Kawhi. <laughs> like man, like. <laughs> I don't know what the Knicks were thinking. Like I I don't know what they James Dolan just seems like the type of guy just like, nah, we all have this money. It's just like, hey, what's Steph what's Steph Marbury doing? What's Steven what's Steve Francis doing? Call them back up. See what they're doing. Get them out of the retirement. They still wanna play? Here's a twenty million dollar contract. <laughs> It's just James Dolan seems like that type of dude. It just seems like he legitimate just does not care. And I knew he was like stubborn man, especially seeing that video of that one fan just telling him like, "Hey, sell the team," and then he got security and escorted him out, <laughs> and he got him banned from Madison Square Garden forever. It's just like really, that's how butt hurt. You're going to be a fan told you as you walk by, hey, sell the team. (laughs) And You get mad over a comment like that. It's not like he made a personal attack on you or a threat or anyone amongst your family. He's just like, hey, James, sell the family. He's like, that's rude. (laughs) It's just because he knows, truth be told, his conscience is coming into play. He don't like it. He knows he's trash. And that organization is poo cheese. So, either way, Knicks fans, hey, my, my, my hearts and prayers out to all of y'all. <laughs> my condolences. Anyone that stays, good God almighty. Hey, like I said, there's no right or wrong answer. If you want to stay, good for you. If you want to leave, hey, good for you. Either way, it takes courage on both ends. So, Knicks Nation, good luck to all y'all. Because, man, I would have lost all my patience and hope on that organization. Because, Lord knows, the Brooklyn Nets just not only showed that, hey, we run things around here in the Bronx... But we're making more moves in three years than the Knicks have in the past like half a century. So definitely, that's a that's a kick. That's uh, uh, <laughs> Knicks fans. I'm sorry. That's just that's a kick in the dick. No doubt about it. So and I try not to cuss on here, but good God, I'm not even a Knicks fan. But I the frustration. I just I was like God, like. I would hate to be a Knicks fan today. <laughs> Once I saw that that KD and Kyrie sign with Brooklyn, I'm like, God, man, <sighs> that that sucks. But Clipper fans, Clipper Nation, hey, uh, y'all, y'all were the uh, man. Still, still kind of like sh- shook about it, but good for you. Laker Nation, you're the same team, but with AD, you'll get like. And again, I'll reiterate, I and mean, I sound like a broken record. Seventh seed, sixth seed at best, one and done in the first round. No shooters, no defense. Y'all got Rondo, that's cool, but he's past his prime. Tyson Chandler, that's cool, but he's past his prime. He's like 30, going to be 37. You lost one of your top five shooters on the team in B.I. via trade for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. He won't play a full season. He'll miss about 15 to 20 games. That's huge in the Western Conference. LeBron James will not play all 82 games because he's going to need the rest, even if they... He's going to need the rest come playoff time because if he doesn't, he's going to burn out in the first round because as, as freak of as an athlete as he is, and as credibly gifted as he is, and all the talent in the world, father time is undefeated, so the Lakers I'd say, mm, uh, it's still it's still it's still pretty early early for a preseason prediction, but I would say,, uh, give or take." Uh, probably 52 and 30 53 and 29 low 50s era ish give or take on that win column but either way uh, Lakers uh, y'all got some work to do get some shooters you got a couple players that are past their prime you did get DeMarcus Cousins which I did like I will give y'all credit for that I like DeMarcus Cousins, he's solid. He'll have some work to do because uh Keeley's injury, I mean, it's hard to bark back uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's hard to bounce back from any kind of injury like that. So DeMarcus Cousins, solid pickup, I'll give you all that. So two big men down low. So it'd be some solid defense a little bit, but either way defensive skill still gonna need some more work. And that's if Demarcus Cousins is the same Demarcus Cousins that we know him, and he does show glimpses. He did show a little bit there in Golden State. Um, at best, if he is healthy, he could probably get you about 15 and 8, 16 and 8, give or take. But Danny Green, you're way overpaid for. <coughs> Clippers, man. <laughs> I, I want to say they won free agency. Um, that's kind of hard to say because I, I want to say Brooklyn did, but we'll see how K.D returns. I think he'll return just fine. he um, He'll be a little rusty when he does return, coming back from Achilles injury, but nonetheless, he'll be all right. He's going he's to have the best champ, he's got to have the best you know, trainers in the world, help his recovery. But Clippers the way they did it man Even Doc Rivers was convinced that Kawhi wasn't coming to the Clippers That's how low key this move was It's amazing <laughs> So uh, Clippers they 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 got you know favorite to win the title I'd say so Um don't count out Milwaukee. They're, they're still the same team. Giannis is going to come back stronger than ever. Um, but. Uh, Clippers, man. That's. That's oh, crazy. And they only have one division title. Uh, their entire franchise history too. So. Good for them. But. I'm going to take a quick little break, and you all are listening to Injured Reserve Podcast. Welcome back. This is Injured Reserve Podcast. So, this past weekend, UFC 239, Jon Jones, yet again, successfully defending his light heavyweight crown against Tiago Santos. Um, you know, going into this fight, uh, my intuition was kicking in telling me, you know what, Tiago has going put on a better fight than people think. Uh, not only does he have the slug power for it, John himself is very overconfident. There's nothing wrong with being confident, but John was being overconfident in this fight, and he even admitted it himself. How so? When you see these interviews leading up prior to a fight like this, John, you know, he just seems so very nonchalant. You're like, hey, it's just, you know, another fight. It's like, I'll come up with the W." And, um... And like I said, he just admitted that he was overconfident. And uh he underestimated Tiago. So, but yet again, I mean, John Jones doing his thing, <laughs> just making uh you know, expanding his uh case and his resume of his MMA record as to why he is one of the greatest and by the way, way things look, he's gonna going to go down as the goat of MMA. So there's, man, it's just that dude's unbelievable. Um, I think the highlight though wasn't it, it wasn't so much that that went that came down to a split decision, and um, I think the highlight reel most definitely was the George uh, M- Masvidal versus Ben Askren. Uh, me being a Ben Askren fan, I, and I still don't know for the likes of me where uh, people, where this bad blood, this feud between the two began, to be honest with you. Because um, I, I, George said he said a lot of bad things about him and I didn't really see anything that Ben said. Um, I guess I mean the typical kind of trash talk, but George said he took things out of line when he said things personally about his family or whatever, but I never heard or read anything that Ben said anything that lashed out to George about his family or anything personal, so that's why I'm just confused like I don 't know I, I couldn't find anything that was that uh personal. I, I knew the Conor McGregor and Khabib one that was personal. I get that, but I between Ben Askerman and George Mrazlov, I I could not tell you. But the fastest KO in UFC history, five seconds, uh, a <laughs> knee right, right to the temple. Um, wasn't uh you know he uh you know <coughs> it's. People are iffy on, it's one thing to like celebrate after a KO, that's fine. But to, to talk your opponent like right after the ko even though you know they're not consciously there, it's just, uh, that's a, I mean, that's another line. So that's why I was trying to find out what Ben Askren said. He said, supposedly said things about it his race or whatever it's just like what you're you're just as white as ben is but he's i guess he's cuban i guess so um i mean that's i mean good for you that's cool but i mean george is i mean at the end of the day i mean here he's just as white as ben is so (laughs) i i don't see how this became a white there you know a race thing really and um So it's just, I don't know He said he mentioned things about his family It's like I didn't, I I constantly searched I tried to do the research on this On what Ben Askren said to get George riled up And there was nothing Oh, You know, it was just typical MMA guy Like Ben Askren Like, oh, you know, I'll finish him any way I want It's just a lot of MMA fighters You know, kind of talk typical MMA stuff Like, oh, you can't do this, can't do that But it was nothing personal so it just seems like George, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. So that's why when he taunted, you know, after the KO, that's why I felt like it was a little too far because I still can't find anything that George was saying that Ben Askren said to him personally that attacked his family or it quote-unquote his, his race, even though <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not condoning. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm not condoning that it's right. So if Ben did say these terrible things, supposedly about him being Cuban or something about his his family or whatever, then by all means, he deserved every taunt after the KO. But if he's just convoluting these kind of things to condone his uh, actions after the KO win, then it's just like, uh, God don't like ugly, and I believe in karma. So it's just like, hey, do you. Good luck for that next fight. Be safe. Because all I'm saying is just, hey, we're all we're not we're not we're not all built the same, we're all built different. And you get that one little KO in the octagon, you never know if he's gonna wake up. So it's a dangerous sport. So if you do your taunting on someone after a KO, hey all the same, what goes around comes around. Be careful. So Either way, um, and then the week prior to that, UFC fight night, Francis Nagano Jr. De Santos. <laughs> and Junior uh, DeSantos, and my boy Francis Nagano, that man is just 260 pounds, 6'5", six, six, five, six, five, 260 pounds of man. That dude, that man, ugh. he makes big guys not big guys. That's a weird saying. He makes dudes that think they're big not so big. This dude is just huge. This dude, mate, he makes he made Junior DeSantos look small. He made Cain Velasquez look small. And I just remember my brother telling me when Cain Velasquez came back. After two long years outside the octagon. Finally making his return. And I'm like, cool. I love Cain Velasquez. Who's he fighting? Oh, he's fighting Francis Ngannou. I was like, good God almighty, why? They need to give him a tune-up fight. Not someone that's in the top ten in the heavyweight rankings. (laughs) And... My brother placed a bet on Kane, and he didn't know who Francis Nagano was at the time, <laughs> and oh lord, it's just, even, you know, my brother said, he's like, good god, like, he made Kane Velasquez look small, and Kane's never been like a built, muscular dude, but he's always had the endurance nonetheless. He's always had the tactics and this technique of wrestling down. He's just, a, you know, he's a strategist. Um, but, <laughs> and Lacan is like 6'1, 230. And then you have Francis Nogano, who's 6'5, 265. It's just like, Jesus, dude. I'm like, my God. Dude, just built like a Greek god out of granite or whatever you want to call it. It's just like, man, he knocked out Junior DeSantos, and he made it look easy. Like, DeSantos connected a few times, and it just looked like Francis Nagano woke up. It's like, oh, time to clock in. <laughs> few punches, few kicks, clock out. <laughs> that was it. Give, him, give the man his paycheck. So, he's on a two-fight win streak. Uh, before that, he was on a two-fight losing streak. Um... He's had three losses his entire career, and they all been by decision. Uh, he lost to Stipe and Derek Lewis by decision. But I'm pretty uh, confident that, you know, him fighting Derek Lewis now or Stipe would be very well different compared to what it was then. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I think he should be the next man up for. Heavyweight title. Well, we'll see the results of Daniel Cormier, and Mio, chick for that rematch. And there's even, you know, the talks of a Cormier, John Jones trilogy, at heavyweight. So, you know, that's something I'm sure a lot of people love to see. Either way, um, uh, the fight makes sense of either a Jones, Cormier trilogy. Or uh, you know, Daniel Cormier and Nagano, or Stipe. I mean, it, d- depending on who that winner is. So, but I know a lot of fans, a lot of people want to see that trilogy fight, including myself. So, <laughs> so if Daniel Cormier wins, I think they'll do a Jones fight for the heavyweight at heavyweight this time. Or <coughs> they'll do Cormet Nagano, but if A pulls out that W, um, in which Daniel Cormet is undefeated at heavyweight, um, I don't know. I think Daniel. I don't know how many fights he has left on his UFC contract. He doesn't have. I know this is. I think 2019 is going to be his final year. Maybe 2020. But uh, he is about round 40, 41. But either way, I think a lot of people want to see Cormier pull up the W against Stipe. And then we get to see that trilogy fight, hopefully. But we'll see. But, (coughs) excuse me. With that being said, I'm going to take a quick little break, and y'all are listening to Injured Reserve Podcast. What is good, everyone? Welcome back to Injured Reserve Podcast. Oh, man. So, when I saw Paul George get traded to the Clippers, and I made, you know, this prediction a couple weeks ago, I didn't say Paul George was going to get traded, but about the whole Russell Westbrook scenario after they lost in five games against Portland in the first round. So, this makes it three consecutive seasons that OKC, you know, lost in the first round, right? Um, I'll give him the first season some leeway, considering the fact that OKC, you know, they got that that KD effect that, you know, he left and Westbrook was on his own, basically. So, um as I said before, Russell Westbrook. You know, be, I love I love Russell Westbrook. One of my favorite players to watch. Lord knows he's gonna give you hundred percent every single play. He's gonna give you every ounce of energy he has. He's like uh, that those old school. Uh, I don't know if they still do them or not, but those old school uh, Duracell battery commercials. He just keeps going. Going, 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 going. He doesn't stop. Doesn't know how to stop. Has that tunnel vision. Thousand percent. Just looking down the court. Give me the ball. Everyone else get out the way. I love his drive. I love his tenacity. You know, he doesn't quit. Always on the go. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just, man. It just kills me to see a guy like this. Like, you know, for him... He gave Oklahoma City everything he has. Um, You know, now he's up for a trade. As as soon as I saw, (coughs) excuse me, as, as soon as I saw Paul George get traded, I'm like, Russell Westbrook's next. And I called this, you know, a couple months ago. As soon as they lost in the first round, I'm like, don't be surprised if Russell Westbrook gets dealt. It's just a similar scenario as to AI. You know, in Philly, he'll put fans in the seats. He'll give you the revenue. He'll give you the budget. He'll give you the views. He'll give you the oohs and ahs and this and that. He'll give you everything he's got. You're going to get your money's worth out of that contract. But he's not going to bring you a ship. And that's the issue right now. Um... He needs to elaborate, uh, be more initiative, and take intuition uh, more seriously on himself. He needs to be more of a pastor, uh, be more of a progressor on the court. See things, you know, for what they are. Be that general, and to know it's not. It's you know, it's okay to not be that guy. You know, uh, it takes a bigger man than anything. You see that a lot, but not with just point guards, but you know, uh aging superstars. Dwayne Wade did the same thing. Speaking of which, side note, good for him being on that legend edition legend edition for 2K20. I'll probably grab that myself. I I don't really grab sports games that much. Uh frequently as other people do. The last 2K game I got was like 16. <laughs> so um either way, um, Wade took a back seat. He knew he wasn't that guy anymore. But it's okay. His team did better in the process. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs, but still, they performed better. Uh, Carmelo had a hard time accepting that, and that's why no team has signed him. AI, he struggled, and that's why he kind of dwindled out. It's like, man, you got to be a role player off the bench. You can be a six man. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. But I'm not saying Russell Westbrook is going to be that guy, but he needs to take a backseat and be more of a passer than a scorer. And I don't know if he'll learn to do that, fortunately. But we'll see. But um, the question is, who's going to take that type of contract? It's not going to be Houston. They got enough drama. James Harden, CP3, and Russell Westbrook? Hell no, they ain't going to work. How about Miami? They got some cash space. They got the money. But, but Jimmy Butler, Russell Westbrook, hell no, that ain't going to work. Jimmy already said, I want my own team, and that's it. <laughs> I want to lead the way. All right, fair enough. So, those, uh, those two ego, egos ain't going to col- collaborate with. Um, Detroit Pistons, they got money. Uh, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin. Derek Rose coming off the bench, six, possible sixth man of the year. I thought he should have won it this year, but then again, uh, he didn't play 20 games. But he did average 18 and shoot 50%. Um, that seems to be the more fitting spot. Um, who knows? I mean, you do have two big men now who can get you the boards and score. And now you got an efficient score. You got someone. Um, Uh, You got someone that can give you the sport off the bench to D-Rose. And you can put more seats in the stands. And Russell Westbrook. I went to a Pistons game this past season. I was, you know, I had the privilege and fortunate enough to see uh, Dwayne Wade play on his farewell tour against Miami Heat. So that was cool. That was dope. Um, But you know what? I think that that seems to be the more logical and makes sense. So we'll see what happens, though. Um, I don't think it'll be successful. But with a squad like that and being in the Eastern Conference, because truth be told, the Pistons haven't had really a solid point guard since Chauncey Billups. That's the man that you're going to want. And put him in the Eastern Conference, he, hey, he can get you about 50 wins. They can, hey, he can probably possibly get out that first round finally. Because that, that roster in Detroit is definitely a lot better than it is in OK City right now. Because <clears throat> they just took all those draft picks from the Clippers, so they're planning for the future. So I'm not saying Detroit's going to win a title, but they can make some noise in the Eastern Conference. But who knows? I mean, it's NBA, so anyone could be shook nowadays because Toronto showed that otherwise. But Russell Westbrook, I love the guy. One of my top five uh, favorite players to watch. It's just, you know, it's just kind of like the Allen Iverson effect. It'll give you everything he has, but it's just you need to realize, like, Oh the point Everything's gonna It's gonna Revolve around him In a sense But he is a team player At the same time Because he's gonna give you 100% And he treats everyone With respect It's like LeBron James LeBron James Just plays more efficiently Shoots better Shoots better from the field And the three point (coughs) So Either way it's just, we'll see what happens. I think he goes to Detroit Pistons, though. They have the money. They have the room. And that's not that's not a bad deal or bargain for anyone's end. Depending, depending what they have to give up. We'll see. But with that being said, I'm out of here. It's the last topic of the day. I appreciate everyone listening in. I've been busy with school, so, again, I apologize. I know I say this a lot, but... With that being said, I hope everyone has a great day, uh, great week, and you are listening to Injured Reserve Podcast. Y'all have a good one. Happy Monday.